Hey, this is Meredith's husband. I've got some SEO advice for you, but I'm going to keep it really simple so that you can understand it, so it makes sense, and most importantly, so you can actually use it. Keywords part two. Keywords part two. Keywords part two. two. So we just talked about keyword cannibalization, what it is, why we don't want to do that. No. What we want to do instead. Yes. And we left off with, now we need to go choose our keywords. Yeah. So how do we do do it? So if I were to ask you, Mm. I'm going to try it. So the, the, the common problem here. So let's, so people say they know their keywords. So if I were to ask you, what do you, what's, what's your primary keyword? We're just gonna, I'm just going to help illustrate. So just okay. whatever comes How little off, we happy. know. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy happy to oblige. Uh, I would say family photography, Brooklyn. Okay. How many people search for family photography, Brooklyn, versus family portraits, versus uh, children's just, photography, versus kids' photography, versus all these other variations? Oh, well, um, I don't know. Exactly. You won't know that unless you do keyword research. So don't assume that you know, because when you do keyword research, it's going to help you figure out three really important things. Number one, Uh, what are people searching for? What are the terms? Are people searching for family portraits? Are they searching for family photographers, photography, pictures, whatever? And then how often? Uh How many times? The volume. We call this the volume. So there's a monthly volume. volume. A volume might be... You know, they go down, the, a typical volume would be anywhere between a hundred and a couple hundred searches per month for a, for a decent keyword. Mm. Now, when you are doing keyword research and you see those numbers, the numbers are not ultimately the most important. Like if a keyword has a, a search volume of 50, it's not important to think, oh, that exactly 50 people search for that keyword every month. And this other oh. keyword, a hundred people search for that keyword every month. That's be- just the, the most recent. The number is not important. What is important is the relationship between those two numbers. So the keyword that has a hundred and the key is, is twice as popular as the keyword that has 50. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. But ma- wait, how do you, how do you find this out? In a key with a keyword tool that I'm going to talk about in just okay, a second. Okay. Cause I but, didn't, uh, yeah. Okay. So we're yeah. going to find out how to right. compare it, et cetera, and do exactly. all this. This is okay. the inf- This is the information that we want to get. This is why we are doing keyword research. We want to know the relative volume, the popularity yeah. of different keywords. Yeah. It doesn't matter if key, if one keyword is a hundred and the other is 50 or if one keyword is a thousand and the other is 500 in both those cases, you know, which one is more popular, right? Right. One is twice as, as much as popular as the other one. That's right. the important information yes. here when we are doing keyword research. And, and we then will the, be figuring out yes, how to do that momentarily. And the third most important thing that we want to know is the level of competition. How many oh. people are trying to get that keyword? Some keywords are extremely easy to optimize for because nobody is trying to, to optimize for them. And other keywords are extremely difficult. Right. For example, if you wanted to optimize your site for pink banana berry grapefruit popsicles yeah it would probably be pretty easy to get to page one because i don't think those exist well time will tell yes if you wanted to get to page one for iphone cases guess what (laughs) a lot of people are trying to do that it's gonna be very hard so we and when we're doing keyword research our objective our objective one more time is to objective Our keyword objective when we're doing research is we want to find one, keywords that are relevant, obviously, 
that have to do with us. Keywords that have a, a decent search volume, meaning there are some people looking for them, and also keywords that are not massively uh, competitive. Yeah. Those are that's the kind of that's the, those are the three sliding. If you had filters on your keywords, you want to try to find keywords that you know maximize uh, you know what you can do with yeah. those three factors. Yeah. yeah. So so, Get your so let's bag talk for about how, so let's talk about how to do that. Yeah. How do you do it? Okay. So the first step, surprisingly, is not is actually going to be to not do any of those. What? The first thing that you want to do is we want to get what I would call the low-hanging fruit, the low-hanging keyword fruit. Blueberries. Could be, yes. I Blueberries don't are on the ground. They're very low. They're very They're low. Very low. Yeah. So what does this mean? This is where you can, there's a couple different tools you can use for this. This is where you use Google Search Console, which I've talked about in the past. Google Search Console, C-O-N-S-U-L. S-O-L-E, console. Okay, S-O-L-E. And then... Your choice. There is a, another tool inside of SEMrush, which I believe you can use with the free version of SEMrush. I, I recommend using both of these. It's called the organic research tool. And what and this does is you just type in... Well, when, with, if you use Google Search Console, you just log in. You don't need right. to type in the name of your domain. On SEMrush, you would type in the name of your domain. And both of these tools are going to go through and it's going to tell you, they're going to tell you all the keywords that you rank for oh. on page, on page one and not on page one, all oh. the way up to like page 10, which can be really great because they will show you like for, I'm going to use your site as an example. I did this just a couple of weeks ago and I found you rank on page two for, uh, grace sessions. Remember when I asked you how yeah. important that? So yep. getting a keyword to page one from page two is a whole lot easier than getting a, p a keyword to page one from page 10. Right. See what I mean? Yeah, I like do. If, if, I do. If you have a, if you have a, if you have a keyword that's ranked at position number 11, that's number one on page two, that could very easily just by moving one spot, get onto page one. And all of a sudden you go from getting no traffic, right. keywords, keywords on page two, don't get any traffic. Right. And then all of a sudden you're getting traffic. If you're on page one, that's huh. just moving one spot. And, and and how does it know what your keywords are? So you put in, so with Google Search Console, it, Google knows whenever your site is displayed. Even if you're, if somebody does a search and your site, say, is at number 78 in the rankings, which is like page eight. Yeah. Uh, Google is going to know that. You don't know that, but Google no. has all that information. So when you go to Google Search Console, it's going to, to give you a, uh, all of you, it's going to say, this is how many times you had an impression for this keyword. Your average ranking was 27. That means you're on like page three. Right. So that means you need, that's a keyword. That's a good example of something that you could move up. Right. So you want to pick those words. Huh. And the same thing when you, when you do SEMrush, SEMrush is going, SEMrush just builds a database of s very similar stuff. So, and they will say, they'll be a little more specific in where you, rank, they'll say, for this keyword, you're currently ranked at position 56 or 11 right. or five. Oh. So as you go through this list, you want to pick out, like I, like, like I said, the keywords that are relevant, the ones that are going to, uh, you know, that you would imagine your potential clients are searching for, right. number one, because it, that will not always happen. With, yeah. When you use these tools, keep in mind, you could, you're, you're going to, it's almost uh, undeniable that you're going to find keywords that you're like, why, why do I rank for that? Yeah, especially Grace, because Grace is a name I made up. Grace Sessions? Well, you use the term Grace Sessions, and you didn't make it up. There are other people, people are searching for it. 
Oh, because they were joy sessions. That's what it means is the oh. end of life of your yes. pet. Right. Huh, well, good. people are searching for gray sessions. Maybe that's they great. have something else in mind, but. No, I think it's it. And you have links to everything below. I have links to the Google search console in SEMrush, yes. Yeah, just making sure. So you, you want, you, you want to make sure that you're picking out relevant keywords because they're not all, all relevant. I had a client once that they had a, a, a ton of content, lots and lots of blogs. And when I did this for them, I found that they ranked on, they were ranked like page one for some characters from a video game. What? Just random character names from a video game. And lo and behold, they had some, one of their blogs from years ago. So one of their authors was a gamer and he mentioned this character in a video game. And I guess no other blogs talked about this. So they got to page one. A lot of people actually searched for it too. But in this case, this was not a relevant keyword. They don't care right, about right. having that. So it's not. So relevant. then what do you do about that? Just ignore it. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. So when you're going through these lists, you'll, they'll, they'll be big lists. They could be big lists. In this case, there were 7,000 keywords. Oh. Uh, it, yours will not be that big. No. Um, but maybe one in 10 might be relevant, maybe even fewer. So this is, uh, not something where you're going to go to and you're going to see a list of a whole bunch of really valuable keywords. This is right. something where we're picking the low hanging fruit. There might right. be some low hanging fruit. fruit. There might, there might not be. If there is, it's a great opportunity. If there isn't, yeah. no big deal. Okay, but you do want to check this first. Okay. These are what and I And you just call. mentioned how to check it? Yeah, Google Search Console and SEMrush Organic Research. Thank you. These are what I would call easy wins. Easy wins. I like those. Okay, so when you have those keywords, that, then that's how we're going to start what you might think of as our more traditional keyword research. Mm -hmm. We're going to take those keywords and then we're going to start to type in things that... We're going to begin with those keywords, but we're also going to start entering the keywords that we just think we should rank for. Okay. Right. There, there's a few different tools for this. And this, to be honest, this is a little bit art and a little bit science. Uh, mm -hmm. Keyword research is something where you need, you're just going to, it's going to take a little bit of time to practice. Right. I have a colleague of mine who we've both, we've been doing SEO I, roughly the same amount of time, about 20 years. I think we're both really good. We both do really we do a good job with keyword research. We go about it totally differently, <laughs> but we, in the end, we come to the same thing. So I'm going to tell you some tools you can use. Yeah. Uh, there is no exact right or wrong way to do this. So good to know. Yeah. Number one, I would say when you're doing keyword research, you should know that all the information you're going to be looking at is ultimately coming from Google. Okay. okay. There's only right. one, there's only one true source of this information. Google. The tool that you use uh, the difference is going to be how they pull that information out and how they show it to you and how they let you manipulate it. Oh, if you, if you have it now, I use SEMrush. I like yeah. SEMrush a lot. Yeah. There are other tools. A lot of people feel like SEMrush is not that user friendly. And I would agree. There are other tools that look friendlier and they just have a, they you know they have a friendlier interface, so to mm -hmm. speak. If you pick a tool that you like, Keep using it. The most important thing is don't mix and match. Don't go back and forth between one tool and another because they could, you know, if SEMrush says, hey, this keyword has a hundred searches and this, and another tool says it has 300, that, that's good. That's information that conflicts with each, you know, you don't want yeah, to use that. It's not, yeah. it's not helpful. It's just going to be very confusing. But as long as the relationship between keywords is the same, so SEMrush says this keyword is twice as popular as this oh, one, I see. Right. the other tool is also probably going to say that, even though the numbers might be different. You see? Right. Why are the numbers different? 
because there's different ways you can uh, define search volume. It can be a broad match. It can be an exact match. It can be a phrase match. And those numbers are different, but the relationship should be the same. And then what we want to go for is we want to get the more, we want to look for the more popular keywords. Right. This is why we don't want to get hung up on it's 150 searches per month, because if we do it with another keyword research tool, it might not be. It might be 250 or 50. Or- Do you think they're just they're fluffing it up, so to speak, just so you'll use their product? Sometimes, sometimes it could be. Yeah. yeah. It, and, it, and it depends. I mean, sometimes if you are if you're researching keywords with very small volume, it helps to fluff it up a little bit because right. then it gives you more information to compare. You feel um, a little better but, about yourself. Yeah. In general, just stick with one tool. I know Google has its own tool. You can go directly to Google, Google's keyword planner, which personally I think is terrible. It's, I hate it. It's very difficult to use. Um, another one that I hear about all the time is Uber suggest. Uh, Uber? Uber, like Uber, like the car service. Uber suggest is another one, um, that, that people seem to use. Uber suggest. I, I, I'm not a user. I'm not a fan, but I think they try to emulate, uh, SEMrush. To be honest, so huh. they're going to probably. Is it just more user friendly? It is. It's simpler. Yeah, it's it's a very smiley par- faces it's, and it's a very pared down version of of Semrush. Oh, there you go. Um, another one that I like to use for blogging is called Answer the Public. Answer and the Public. Is, yeah, Answer the Public. If you just type a question in to this tool, uh, it'll come back and it'll give you a whole bunch of questions that people type that people type into Google. Really? It's, it's great for picking a, a blog topic. Now it doesn't, it doesn't help as much in that it gives you like keyword volume and level of competition and it, it doesn't track your rankings. It just tells, okay, what are people asking? Like it, it can really spark ideas for blog topics. Sure. Or party games. I don't follow that, but. <laughs> okay. So, so just be sure you pick a tool. Okay. Stick with it for your keyword yep. research. Yeah. If you hate, if you like it, so I, so like I said, I love SEMrush. I think it's a great tool. Right. If, if you hate it, it doesn't matter if you have the best tool in the world. You're not going to use it if you hate it. Right. Right. True. So, so don't pick a tool you don't like because it's the best and then hate yourself because you're not using it. If you, Nobody if there's a tool you like to, to use, themselves. if you, ha- if, if you like doing something, you're, you're more apt to do it. So this is pick true. A, pick a tool you like. Same with going to the gym. That is exactly true. I know because you said it. I'm a smart guy. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, okay, so I'm going to talk about SEMrush and what we do within SEMrush to do this. So okay. in SEMrush, there's a few different features. They're all, I'm going to talk about them like they're separate tools, but they're really very well linked. So okay. don't think about it like it's a whole bunch of tools you have to use. It's just kind of steps in how you do this. So the first one, they have a position tracker. So this is ultimately where your keywords are going to end up and where you're going to track them in Google. Okay. You want to, this is kind of the last step, but you want to set this up first. So you, so we have a place where we can dump our keywords so we can put all of our final keywords. So you want to okay. set up position tracker and, f- and to begin, just put in your brand name. You don't need to populate it with anything. You set it up. It's going to need at least one keyword. Just put in, if I were you, I just Meredith dinner photography, enter. That's it. Then we can. Ooh leave position tracker alone and go to what we call the keyword overview. Keyword overview. Yes. Keyword overview is another link. And when you log into SEMrush, there's going to be a little section on the side. It's going to be called uh, like keyword research. 
there's going to be a link for each of these, the position okay. tracking, the keyword overview, the keyword magic tool, and the keyword manager. So let's go through these. So the first magic one, key, yeah, the magic tool is where the magic happens. Yes, we know that. So the keyword overview is just a good place to start to type in a keyword and just kind of familiarize yourself with, okay, this is a popular keyword and mm -hmm. some related, and it'll give you some questions. It's just a good place to start and sort of narrow down in your mind what what it is you're looking for and you're kind of getting never, your feet wet yeah and when you click on a keyword it will it'll drill down a little bit and then when one as you find keywords that you that you that have potential right so they are right. they're relevant they have some search volume uh and at this point i wouldn't worry too much about competition but just as we're picking up potential keywords are they relevant <laughs> are they popular do they have some volume yes take those keywords Put them into the keyword magic tool. Magic tool. The magic tool. And the magic tool will say, okay, this is exactly how many, this, how many people search for this. This is how difficult this keyword is. Um, these are all the, these are some related searches, some variations. So you can start to see, oh, is children's, is it children photography or children's photography or, or kids. photographer or photographer, you know, things like that. So you're going to start okay. to see, oh, the, the trends are this. This keyword is more popular than that one. So hmm. this is going to help start to define your list. Ah, yeah. As as you find the keywords that uh, seem more appropriate for you, that you want to target, yeah. you want to take those and yeah. you can go down the list and you, you can literally just put a check, you know, put a check mark in the little box next to it. And then you're going to click a button that says add to my keyword manager. Oh. And your keyword manager is like is going to be like kind of your keyword sandbox. So to speak. All the all the potential keywords are going to end up here. It's going to be very sandy. Very sandy. All sandy dirty. Yeah, yeah. could bring that walk that crap everywhere. I'm gonna follow you. And then and then so then once you do that, you're going to have a list of uh, I think your keyword manager can be up to a thousand keywords. I think if you're oh, using who would use that, I would all the time. Okay, <laughs> all, the, all the time. In fact, a, a lot thousand of times, a keywords. A thousand is not enough. Okay, for some for some clients. However, for a website like yours, it's probably going to be fine. And if you're using the paid version of Semrush, it's probably it might be limited to like a hundred or something. Yeah. Which for a small business, a small local business owner who who does basically one thing, photography, that would be fine. Wonderful. But but you don't actually want to go through and track a hundred different keywords every month. So yeah. the last step here in choosing your keywords is to go through the keyword manager and figure out, okay, for, so for children's photography, yeah, there might be eight or 10 or 50 different versions of that keyword. Which one do you want to target the most? Okay. So you start to pick and you take that one and then you put that in your position gotcha. tracker. Oh, sorry. No. In the what? So in the, in the position tracker, your final keyword bucket. And okay. with, if you're using the free version of SEMrush, you get, you only get 10 of these. Oh, not a lot. That is not no. much. It's, that's kind of probably the major limitation of the free version of SEMrush. Yeah. Fair enough. But even that, if you go, if you choose these keywords kind of wisely and, and then start to track them over time, you'll get a good indication of is your site doing better or worse? Right. Okay. So I have clients where, yeah, I'm tra I'm actually tracking almost a thousand different keywords. But when I report to the client, to be honest, I just track on the, t on, on the top dozen and I, sh I tell them the trends. Okay. Because your keywords are a lot of times they're, they're, uh, they're all going to be moving up a little bit or they're all going to be moving down. And an important Vacillating. number is, I don't I have no idea 
what that means. That means vacillating. going up. Is that vacillating up and down? Yeah. Yes. Then between vacillating. Vacillation between. is a thing. It sounds pretty dirty, but whatever. Oh, that's Vaseline. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> it's not dirty. It's just petroleum. Vacillating. So, so this can sometimes even be boiled down to a single number. If we're tracking 700 keywords, we just want to know the average keyword ranking. How much does okay. that change every, every week right. or every month? And a lot of times it's like, it's up or down. Your average keyword ranking might be 74.6. And that's because it's tracking keywords that are on page one and also keywords that are on page 10. And the <laughs> average, we just want the average to be moving up. Okay. So, and this, to be honest, this is a, this is a good point. A lot of people, when they start SEO, they th they have in their head, the goal of my SEO is to get this keyword to number one on Google. Right. And I will tell you that never happens. Yeah. That hasn't happened for like 10 years. Really? And, and why is that? It, it, it's just not really possible anymore. You used to be able to target single keywords like that, but the way you would do that, just not really valid SEO anymore. What you do want and what ends up happening is after you have successful SEO, after some period of time, you're going to be getting more leads from your organic traffic. You're going to be getting more organic traffic and more leads from that traffic. So you're going to be making more money from your organic traffic. So you're getting a return on your SEO, but I guarantee you, you're not going to be number one for that one keyword that you want. Okay. It makes it a different trade-off. It makes it a difficult sale to clients when they say, ah, well, you know, what are you trying to do? I would need to be number one for this and me knowing, okay, well, that's not going to happen. But yeah. at the end of this, you're going to be happy because you're going to be making more money from your from Google. But you're but this is not going to happen. Do you think there anyway. are people who say, "Oh, it'll happen"? Sure, just... absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. <sighs> and it used to be even worse. It used to be people would guarantee, "Oh, you'll be guaranteed in three weeks," or you know, three well, weeks, the, the, yeah, or three months, or two months, or even, whatever. Even um, if anybody guarantees you anything, and if an SEO person says, "I guarantee." Whatever they follow that that sentence with, whatever they end that sentence, don't trust that person. Didn't you just say I guarantee a couple of minutes ago? Oh, then never mind. <laughs> uh, what? I, well, what I what I mean is, if I guarantee, if somebody says I guarantee, this is what you're going to see in Google. You're going to see this keyword in this spot or right. this keyword on page one. You just don't no, have nobody. That nobody can guarantee that. Fair enough. I guarantee you, nobody can guarantee that. <laughs> Fair enough. And you have this all written down. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Or we just have to listen to the podcast. Just uh, hopefully you're writing it down as you listen. Yeah. I am. I am going to put something on the site where it, uh, where it is like a little mini course. I'm going to walk through these steps. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That'd be helpful. It's not, it's not ready yet, but okay. hopefully by the end I of the win. next episode, <gasps> it, it will be there. So you can do it. You can get a little, a little demo of how you would do this. That's using great. SEMrush. Yeah, because I need to visualize it. I need to see it rather than. So once the the final step of this part is to take your keywords and then we're going to map them to your website. What all that means is, hey, this keyword, I want I want the keyword children's photography to be on my children's photography page. Got it. I want my pets photography to be on my pets photography page. So clever. Uh, stuff like that. And that's okay. just choosing choosing which page you want to uh, choosing how you want to optimize each page on right. your website. Right. Um, and then next week in the next mm -hmm. session, we're going to talk about then what you do yeah. to those pages. Very good. Okay. So now remember 
to remember from today, do yeah. pick a tool and stick with it. Pick it a tool and stick to be, with it. It doesn't have to be SEMrush, but once you pick a tool and you like it and you start to work with it, stick with it. Don't switch stick back and forth. It. Stick with it. And do listen to the next episode. Do listen to the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really hope that you find this helpful and useful. And if you do, what you could do for us as a thanks would be to... Drumroll, please. Yes, leave a review. Yes, everybody says it. I know, but it really does make a difference. Take three seconds. Leave as many stars. Say something really nice about what you like about the podcast and maybe why other people would like it. It would mean the world to us, especially my husband. Is that better? All right, I'm going to try one where I'm not going to be charming.